0: Watch my hand, writing this last letter. Watch my hand, knowing I won't
1: forget her. Welcome to a special edition of The Vinyl Vault. I'm your host, Don River, in conversation this time with Paul Rogers, Free, Bad Company, The Law, and of course, Queen with Paul Rogers. Starting the show off with Soon I Will Be Gone from Free, a personal favourite of Paul's wife, Cynthia. Join us for an intimate conversation about life, music, bandmates, addiction. Paul is a very articulate, passionate songwriter. Join us and listen in. Don River,
0: live from Canadian Music Week
1: 2012, sitting with Paul Rogers of Free, Bad Company, and a few other bands, including Queen, for a brief period of time. Yeah. Uh, the first question I have for you is, do you still get goosebumps when you're on stage and you're looking out at that sea of faces, 10,000 people, and they're all singing along with a song that you wrote on the back of a napkin in some pub back yeah. in 1972?
2: I do. I absolutely get a... Uh, I don't know if it's goosebumps I get, but I get an amazing feeling of energy it's fantastic the we, i played in um on vancouver island just the other night and everybody was singing uh, all right now as it happens and shooting star and feel like making love you know uh and it's uh it's an incredible energy and i i think it's it's the moment i i know why i'm doing this you know I, all the traveling and all the trouble and all the struggle and everything when i get to that moment i go okay this is why i do this this is this is cool
1: and the travelling can be a bit much.
2: Well, I have decided. You know, I, I and Cynthia, my wife and I, we decided we're not going to do those big marathon, four month tours anymore. Um, I revisited that 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 slog when I toured with Queen. We did two world tours, and it was great. I enjoyed it. Um, but I decided then. I think that that. I'm not gonna be doing this again, you know, in terms of uh, being out on the road for months and months and months, because I want to have a home life. And what we have set up, and what we did prior to Queen, was we went out for maybe a month, and then we'd come back, and we'd have some home life, and then we'd go out again. And um, so I fine-tuned my my musical career right now to where I, I actually enjoy uh, everything about it you know even the travel we we, we, we do it so that um, so it's it's convenient and it's nice and we arrive fresh and we give it 100% when we get there so that's good
1: great I find a lot of artists don't have that work-life balance it's just too far one way it's touring touring touring
2: yeah you know t- I, you I, I see yeah I see too many great great bands and they're on the road for way too long and it does it can burn you out and i I don't want to be burned out. I want to still enjoy what I do, you know, with a passion.
1: Absolutely. Paul does maybe 20, 30 top shows
2: per year. That's an international. Yeah, I do. I said I do 20 or 30 shows internationally a year. Uh, And that's still a lot of shows. It doesn't sound like a lot, but man, there's so much involved around it that uh, we end up, we're still working pretty solid.
1: There's a lot of rehearsing that goes on into each show, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, it seems like you've been able to pick and choose who you've gotten to work with over the years. You've been fairly selective, um, you've played with some, some pretty interesting people like Jimmy Page, um, and you also get back together with Bad Company when when it seems to suit you, instead of the annual Caravan of Classics, where you just roll out the hits every year and...
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I do. I do consciously avoid the Caravan of Classics uh, approach to life. Um, uh, we toured we reformed in the for a United States tour uh, and then we did a tour in the UK and then Germany and Sweden called so we thought it was only fair to go and play there as well you know since they asked right um, so but you know I enjoy it when we do it uh, in, in, again in, in s- small doses right yeah okay she says in June it's in, it's June. in it's June, June I should say
1: last Two years yeah, ago, yeah. and anything in the offing for this year or next year with Bad Company?
2: Uh, no, uh, just the, the one in June. Just the one. in June. Uh, I'm touring solo. You know, and when I tour solo, I, I the idea for me is that I um, I paint a broader picture musically. I can um, pick and choose from all of the bands, I, I all of the songs that I've written with Bad, with Free, with Bad Company, with the Firm, and solo. Right. Um, and when I go out with Bad Company, it's purely Bad Company. That's the deal. You know? Right.
1: worked with some pretty amazing guitar players, Mick Ralphs, yeah. Jimmy Page, yeah, and of course Paul Kossoff. Yep. How do you think music would be a little different today if Paul were still around, contributing to it?
2: Oh man, you know, I mean, I miss Kos probably every day. You know, or every sh- certainly every show, every time we do um, the free material. You know, I, uh, because there was something very special. I, I remember meeting him uh, when I was. I was playing in a blues club in the Fickle Pickle in Finsbury Park in London, and I, and I had a blues band. And he came up with his Les Paul, and he said, because we used to do what we call 245s then, he'd come in in the break, and he said, oh, I want to come up and jam with you, you know. And I said, oh, okay. And, because um, I had heard of him, you know, he, he was one of those guys that was around town. He had hair right down to his, you know, right yeah. down there and he used to have flared Levi's which was a thing unheard of and I I asked him about the flared Levi's and what he used to do was get two by two take them to the tailor and cannibalize one and make his own personal yeah and I was so impressed with him I said yeah yeah come up and uh, we sang we played together Stormy Monday blues and four o'clock in the morning the BB King song and every day I have the blues and uh, it was absolutely magical you know it was only the back of a pub but People came up and they actually said, you know, time stood still. And I hadn't heard that said about anybody except Eric Clapton at the Marquee, you know. And I thought, wow, we've really got something here. So I sat down with Paul and I said, we are going to form a band. He said, I've got a band called Black Cat Bones. I said, no, no, it's not going to be. We're going to form a band. You and I, we're going to get a rhythm section and we're going to form it. And that's what we did. We formed a free.
0: Every single day I got a heartache
1: instrumentalist I take it you can play many instruments
2: well you know what I mean I'm sort of a a bit of a jack of all trades master of none as far as that. but I do play guitar and I play bass and I play piano and I play drums and I write songs on any of the instruments any of those instruments because I find that it gives me a different approach to music as well right and when I do my sort of demos, I will build up a sound picture and play all the instruments. And it's really nice to be able to relate to the bass player in his own language, right. or the drummer, or, or the keyboard player, you know. I mean, I know that they can, they're much more skilled themselves, but I can, I can talk to them on their level a little bit. You can bit.
1: give them a roadmap to where you yeah. want them to end up, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so. One of the frustrating things about the, uh, the album credits was, you know, there was a lot of piano in the early Bad Company stuff, and even in later, and it was never credited. So I always wondered who played it. I was wondering if it was you. Well, it was
2: uh, It was sometimes myself and sometimes Mick Rouse. He played the piano in Ready for Love, I remember. Um, but that's his song. I played it in Bad Company, Run with the Pack, uh, Silver Blue and Gold. Uh, did I not get credited? God uh, damn! I've got to go back and change that. So I, I played quite a bit of piano, but I do find on stage that I don't want to be stuck behind the piano right. or I like to perform You know, I like to connect with the audience and physically and everything. So I'll just play a couple of piano songs on stage.
1: Uh, what goes through your mind when you're discussing with Brian May, Roger Taylor, about filling the shoes, and I don't mean that in, in you know, like a replacing kind of way, but obviously you're going to be assuming a position or spot on stage that was filled by a pretty iconic vocalist yeah. and performer. Yeah. What's going through your
2: mind? Well, first of all, you know, I mean, we got together um, and we had played a TV show and it was uh, in honour of Island Records and Chris Blackwell had asked me to close the show with All Right Now, strangely enough. And um, Queen were also on that show and they, Brian approached me and said, um, we'll be your, uh, how about this, you know, we'll be your backing band for All Right Now if you'll be our singer for We Will Rock You and We Are The Champions. And I thought,
1: hmm... hmm. That let sounds like
2: a good deal. Yeah. yeah, let me think, yeah. And we played it and we had such a blast with it. We had such a good time that um, we decided to do more and that more turned into you know four years, two world tours and all the DVDs and all of that. But you know, strangely enough, if someone had called me out of the blue and said, would you like to join Queen? I think I would have hesitated much more. But the fact that we'd played together already was, it was a no-brainer to me because I knew it, it actually did work. Um, but there were times when I really felt uh, the presence, really, of Freddie in the in the auditorium. You know, you have like, you know, forty thousand people all singing um, uh, "I Want to Break Free" or whatever it is. You know, I, I could I could really feel almost the, the presence of Freddie. It was quite amazing, really. Whether it was the energy of of so many people thinking about him or whatever it was. Uh, and it was quite eerie sometimes, and it was it was always a, a beautiful thing.
1: i noticed um, there's a, a Western theme in some of your material. Yeah, strange, isn't it? Laying from, down the law, yeah. bad company, <laughs> it's, it's funny, isn't it?
2: it? I'm a, a, a working class lad from uh, Middlesbrough, which is an industrial town of um, shipbuilding, steelworks, chemicals, and, and uh, I don't know, there's something about, I think the blues as well, uh, it, it, it speaks of a vastness that doesn't exist in, in the northeast of England, you know, these vast plains where you, you jump on a train and you go thousands and thousands of miles. You See, if you went thousands and thousands of miles in England, you'd be off you'd the be coast, water. you know. <laughs> So, I mean, to me, it, it speaks of uh, a kind of freedom that possibly doesn't exist, but it exists in my mind. Escapism? Yeah, Maybe, maybe. You know, I mean, when I when I started the song Bad Company, for instance, I just started those chords, and it just was... I, my mind went... I just saw vast planes of lawless... This lawless world, you know, and the only law that there was was your own sense of what's right and what's wrong and all of that. And... Um, yeah, it, it does still appeal to me. I wonder, does it exist? Perhaps it doesn't
1: exist anymore. Hey, that kind probably of freedom. There are pockets in North America and even Canada where it still does exist. Course, yeah, probably yeah, where you are now. Yeah, I'll yeah, buy it, buy it.
2: yeah. So that's probably why I'm out here. Actually, I'm, I'm finding a taste of that. You know.
1: He's a closet cowboy? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Steady, girl. <laughs> um,
1: Uh, speaking of uh, Canada and being Canadian, uh, thank you for uh, joining our... Oh, uh, thank our you for
2: having me. I appreciate it.
1: We're pretty, pretty selective here. Yeah. Uh, the Canadian <laughs> government actually reached out to me when they realized I'd be interviewing you, and they wanted me to follow up with a quiz.
2: Okay. And, oh, and it's part of your citizenship. Oh, God. You've got to help me here, sweetie. It's funny, they were, t- they were asking me about this the other day, and I was going, oh, you don't have to know all that stuff. I mean, what is it? I don't even know how many, sh- how many shires there are in England, and I'm English. <laughs> So,
1: um, with that, it's a pretty simple thing. I hope so. Name five Canadian foods in 15 seconds. Five
0: Canadian foods? In 15
1: seconds. Wow, you've got pea soup. Okay, I'll give you that. Pea soup, hamburgers, fries. I'll take that. Uh, Mulligatawny soup. How about beer? We make some good beer (laughs) up here.
0: Oh, the liquid.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Liquid lunch. Yeah, liquid lunch. If you, um, I don't know if you drink, who would you like to sit down and have a pint with in a pub? Who would you like to get to know a little bit better?
2: Well, I don't drink anymore. I did in the old days and I, I decided that I would, uh, I, my health was more important to me than any of the other stuff. But I did it all in the past and I, I, and I, you know, I don't think I regret it particularly because I did survive. But I'm, I'm glad to be completely free and clear of any kind of drugs, alcohol and all of that. But who would I sit down and have a cup of tea with hmm. and talk about
1: anything that interests you? Anyone you'd like to get to know a little bit better?
2: A... Stephen Harper. <laughs> <laughs> hey? What,
1: what about my...
2: <laughs> no, I'm just
1: kidding. There may not be a an pension <laughs> for you when you retire, so... <laughs> Whoops! According to Mr. Harper, he's... Uh, exactly. Uh, I mean, he's keep going, raising on you... what, going on up there?
2: Are you Canadian?
0: Oh,
1: yes. Okay, so you're a yeah, well She's aware. the reason I'm Canadian, in fact. Oh, okay. Yeah. She's... Miss Canada. Oh, there you go. Former. Yeah. Former. Uh, well, I think that's about all I had. I'd just like to thank you for uh, taking My some pleasure. time uh, you. to speak with us and uh, look forward to spinning more of your records. Oh, and, thanks. And in closing, we, we tend to play stuff that not a lot of other stations play. We play Seagull a lot. We play oh, the excellent. B-sides, the you know the stuff that doesn't really make it on the radio a lot. Because I don't want to give people the impression that Bad Company and Free only had two songs, like a lot of other stations. Yeah, do. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Oh, there was so many. Oh. Yeah, yeah.
0: You know which song I think is cool? Soon I will be gone by Free. Yeah. Very
1: haunted. One of my favorite songs that no one knows about, and I play it for them is "Oh, I Wept." And they and they oh. listen to that, and they go, "You know, there's just like tears and it's just you know." Wow. They're so overcome. The wow. The
0: Sheepdogs. Yeah. Or we're very influenced by Free.
2: Really. Very. Influenced by oh free. yeah, they know all yeah. the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We had a jam with them last night. Or shouldn't I say that? <laughs> and they were great. Lovely fellas. Great. Yeah. Oh,
0: I will. Get so... I did not
2: Hi, this is Paul Rogers, and guess what? You're listening to radio that doesn't suck. Okay.